Good customer experience is a top priority for any business. It's the key to driving customer loyalty, acquiring new customers, and ultimately improving bottom line results. But what many businesses overlook is the secret to excellent customer experience lies in the back office operations. By investing in back office operations and ensuring they are running smoothly, businesses can ensure that a customer has a seamless, enjoyable experience and reap the rewards that come with it. With the right back office operations strategy, businesses can create a more connected customer experience, drive customer loyalty, and increase sales. Let's explore how back office operations can be used to improve customer experience. We interview Ali Kern with Bright Pearl, who helps us understand how ERP solutions like Bright Pearl can improve your customer experience. Have you been enjoying your free jokes on these podcasts? Well, let me just tell you that the jokes aren't free. They take time and effort to come up with them. Please go to wherever you download your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, and rate and review this episode. It will help so much to increase the awareness of talk commerce. Again, wherever you download your podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you. Talk commerce is sponsored by... Haifa, or as the Europeans say, Hufa, or the right way to say it, Hufa is rapidly becoming the biggest Magento front end after Luma. For those who don't know it, Luma is the basic theme that comes with Magento and it is giantly slow. If you're looking for a template based front end with the fastest loading times in the e-commerce industry while saving costs on development time and hosting infrastructure, Hufa is your best option. Everybody loves a fast site, including Google. Improve your Google ranking and conversion rates and make your customers happy. Learn more at hyva.io. That's hyva.io. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce. We have Allie Kern today. She is with Bright Pearl. Allie, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us your day-to-day role, and maybe one of your passions in life. Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I am the U.S. Agency Partner Manager here at Bright Pearl. I work with website agencies and consultants, much like yourself, to enable them to know what customer, what a customer might need for their back office solution. Really just managing that relationship and more the fun part is going out into the market and being at events. Brent and I ran into each other at an event a few weeks ago in Minneapolis and it was so great to hear from other partners and merchants and retailers. So I love my job because I get to travel and and build relationships. Let's see, a passion of mine. I Right now, it'll have to be, I have to say cooking. My mother bought me for Christmas last year the Mastering the Art of French Cooking cookbook, the Julia Childs Volume 1 cookbook, and her recipes are very hard, and it's a lot of reading, actually, and, and prepping, but all of that butter and cook time is worth it because the recipes I make are actually very yummy. <laughs> so I try to do one or two complicated recipes a week until <laughs> I get through the whole book. 
That's awesome. I will add that my wife also just got that book, and the recipes are awesome. Not and also that my wife is also an awesome cook, and it, she didn't need the book, but it is a great one to get and super fun. I get in trouble because in the past I would just make stuff without the recipe. And it's hit or miss if it turned out okay. So I'm also told that I need to use the recipes in the books when I make stuff. I envy people who don't need to look at a recipe. I like to follow it. Like I've completed the recipe. Some people, they just go, it's just vegetables and steak. You just cook it. What's the big deal? Yeah, and I sometimes more you, like that. And sometimes Susan would just say, open box, pour macaroni into boiling water. Duh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, so leading into our next spot on this episode, we do the Free Joke Project, and Allie has been so nice as to volunteer to listen to one of my jokes and then comment on it, should the joke be free, i.e., is this an open source joke, or should it be behind a paywall? So here we go. I'm just going to tell the joke, and then, Allie, you all have to do is comment on it. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You follow the fresh prince. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So free or chargeable? Charge? Yeah, it's All chargeable. right. You got to get yeah. that information in that credit card to be able to, to hear that joke or to know how to find Will Smith. In the snow, fresh prince. In the snow. P-R-I-N-T-S. Anyways, mm. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Let's move on to more important topics. Why? Let's talk about operations. And I know Bright Pearls and ERP, we don't want to go into a lot of detail about ERPs because I'm going to have a blog post that explains ERPs along with this episode. But tell us why operations are important with customer service. I'd love to. So when merchants and sometimes agencies think about how you can create a great customer experience or how can we improve our sales funnels? We usually think at the top of the funnel, right? Marketing, what what can I put out there to attract a merchant? So maybe we'll do some SEO, maybe influencer marketing or Google ads, something to get customers knocking on your door. Then you think, I need a beautiful website something that's great to navigate. Maybe I do a quiz that spits out a, a product suggestion, making merch or customers want to actually click through your website. And then when you get to the basket and or the cart and then the checkout, let's have incentives, spend $50, get free shipping, something to get the customer to buy more, and then options on the checkout, whether you're doing installment plans or you're choosing between a, a variety of shipping options. So all of that is really necessary to acquire new customers and to have a great experience, even the packaging on a product. So that is what merchants think and what they want to invest their time in to create a great customer experience. But once you click that buy button, there are over 400 steps that need to happen in order to get that product out the door and in the customer's hands. And often things in the back office fall to the wayside. The mentality is usually, let's get the customer in the door and placing that order, and then we'll just figure out how to get the product into their hands. And what happens is if, they're an, they're, if an error occurs in the back office, then we might get a very unhappy customer. And why that's important is because 
89% of customers say that they will not do business with a brand again if they have one bad experience. So I'm sure apparel is a big industry where this can happen. I know that I was buying a bathing suit this summer before a trip with my girlfriends, and an Instagram ad caught my eye, and the website was beautiful, and I was able to pay a few different ways for that bathing suit. And the trip was about a week and a half out, and I clicked three to five day shipping knowing that it would come maybe with some buffer time. And the three to five days came and went, and my trip came and went, and that bathing suit did not show up. So what happened was there's only about maybe one or two people on the back end really actually processing those orders. Even though the website looks beautiful and it was eye-catching, that back end experience is a total mess, and it I missed the promise that was promised to me on the website was three to five day shipping. So now we know that customers aren't going to have, aren't going to work with brands when they have a bad experience. Now they're going to write reviews about their bad experience. So if you collect all of these bad reviews based on bad experiences, we also know that 92% of merchants, or I'm sorry, of customers consider and look at reviews before they buy something. So now you've had a bad experience, somebody wrote about it in a review, and someone else is looking at that review and may not even go forward with their purchase. So the customer experience is affected by the back office, and the back office solution is the foundation that allows you to deliver on the promises that you made on that website. And so that's that's why, yeah, go ahead. That's great. I think ERP means enterprise resource planning, right? And that planning, so that company probably spent a ton of money on Instagram ads with the anticipation of getting a ton of orders. And I think what a lot of companies don't anticipate is the volume and how you're going to fulfill that. So I think you made a great point on how planning that in the back end is so important to make sure that you fulfilled it and you have to think about the customer experience as they go through it farther along than just the funnel. Can you maybe give us the 10,000-foot view of an ERP and how BrightPearl fits into that? Sure. So when I think of the term ERP, it's very intimidating to me. I think of back in the 70s and 60s when computers were the size of laundry rooms. So that's when the an ERP was invented really just it can do everything but you're not really sure what it does so you can think of large traditional ERPs like NetSuite SAP Oracle those are all traditional ERPs that have been around for years and then you might have a smaller solution on the other end like a just an inventory management solution or just a warehouse management solution so for a long time there was only You can buy a cheap solution that does one thing, and you might have to build 10 of them on top of each other. Or you go the traditional ERP route, which allows you to customize pretty much anything, and that's your single source of truth, the brain of the operations. You're receiving inventory. You're updating inventory on your website. You're recognizing revenue through accounting. So ERPs are really important because it can automate a lot of your back office flows. Where BrightPearl fits is we're a SaaS-based model. We are configuring a product that only takes 90 days to configure, and we're 
integrating with the best in breed solutions out there. So we can pull in your sales information. We can pull in that ship station tracking information. We can tag a customer in your marketing and in, in your Clavio or your dot digital. We can send the information to QuickBooks to recognize revenue for accounting, all without a human ever touching a single order. And so that's what Bright Pearl does. Yeah, and uh, so Bright Pearl is also part of a bigger company now, right? A larger ERP company. Yes, we were acquired by Sage almost a year ago. So they are a really, truly large enterprise financial services company. They do a lot of payroll and HR. And they wanted to move more down market and reach merchants that were Bright Pearl customers. And Bright Pearl wants to help merchants at a higher level as well. And so we're beautifully met in the middle. So they did acquire us last year, which is great. We get the Sage budget. We get all their resources. So we're really excited to work with them. Yeah. I have a lot of conversations with newer merchants that are growing merchants that haven't had that experience. And they say, my inventory management is already there. It's it's my back end of my e-commerce store. And then suddenly they've said, oh, well, I'm going to go and we're probably going to open up a retail place. And then, oh, by the way, we do a kiosk at the mall now. Maybe explain how why they need, besides, I mean, you've already said a lot of the great automation things, but is there there's some compelling reasons why merchants need to examine the need for a back office solution? That's a great example. A lot of retailers are looking to expand in different ways. Actually, retailers are going back to trying to have pop-up stores or brick and mortars, or they're going into, they're finally expanding into the marketplaces like Walmart, Target, Amazon, eBay, or they're starting to sell on Instagram, wherever their customer is. So when you're expanding into those channels, it's really important to keep the customer service consistent across all those channels. It's important that if we're selling something on your Shopify store, that we're deducting that inventory from Amazon so we're not overselling or underselling. So if you've got a single place where all of your sales channels can funnel into, then data can be easily pushed out back to those places for consistency. And inventory reporting is a big one there. The worst is when you buy something and you realize and the merchant didn't communicate to you that it was out of stock. and Or you're trying to buy one of the best-selling products and maybe you saw them, saw it in store, but you didn't really want to purchase it yet. You came on your computer later that day. Oh, look, they sell on, they sell on Amazon. Well, they had plenty of stock in their, in their store. They should have stock on Amazon and then you can't buy it. You can't buy it. So it's that consistency and having a back office solution can make sure that accurate information is conveyed to your customers from every channel. I know you've mentioned inventory a couple times there. What are some common mistakes that merchants might make around inventory planning? Yes, in a little sh- the sh- shameless plug here. So Bright Pearl, at the same time as we were being acquired by Sage, we purchased Inventory Planner. We That used to be part of the package of Bright Pearl. Now, which is so great, we can sell it separately. And Inventory Planning is incredibly important, especially going into your peak season. So merchants, 
without any sort of forecasting data for their inventory, might just be replenishing their inventory, just clicking reorder and buying the same amount every few months. They also might be buying inventory that doesn't sell. So there are a few issues that you run into. Number one is that you can't keep bestsellers in stock. So if you don't know how fast they're going and which which channel is selling the most of that product, then you might be missing the mark and people might not be placing orders when you should be getting that order. I am trying to get a gold-plated pepper mill from this one retailer online. They are always out of stock. I, I think it'll go great with my kitchen decor, but every time I go on their website, they're out of stock. I sign up for their notify me when it's back in stock, and of course, the email I always see it too late. So that's a real issue, right? Because there could be 50% more orders if you just always had that item in stock. So you're missing out on revenue. The other side of that is you might be tying up your capital in inventory that's sitting in your warehouse. It could be a specific location that's just not pushing it, or that entire product line is just not doing well. So it might just be sitting in your warehouse or worse, it's sitting in someone else's warehouse like a 3PL and you're getting fees because it's sitting there and it's not moving. So with forecasting inventory, you can free up capital that most merchants will then turn around and spend on marketing or on developing new product lines. Yeah, that planning part is so important. I know I've done an interview in the past on somebody that did performance ads, and you have to factor in the cost of inventory as you're also factoring in for ads. And just think you gave that Instagram example earlier. If you don't properly forecast your inventory, or even worse, you can't fulfill it, you're going to lose out on all that business you're going to generate negative reviews and you're going to lose money because you've now spent a bunch of money on ads on products you can't fulfill. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking like, so I have some examples around why, why merchants should be looking at a back office solution that there's some, there's some limits to some of the, of some of the platforms that are out there on the front end for volume and for other things. And mistakes can happen. And there's issues sometimes around the inventory that you're, E-commerce says you have and that what is really there in the warehouse, there's all kinds of factors. I can remember a time where the inventory didn't quite keep up with the amount of volume that the website had and it wasn't tracking it correctly. When you send an order over, though, that's just that's just coming in and it's going to say, hey, we sold eight of these. It's going to take eight out of the stock and move things along. Maybe tell us some of the reasons or some of the considerations merchants should have when looking for that back office solution when you're to the point that you need something like that? Sure. The two main things you want to consider when are when you, the time to look, we'll say, for a back office solution is when you want to expand. You're a large mer- merchant. You're looking to expand into different markets. So whether it's I sell in person, I now want to sell online, or now I want to sell on different marketplaces. Could also be, I am a UK merchant, I want to start selling in the US and Canada. So that's a whole other market with different ways to market, and you need operations over there. So that's one reason why you need to look for a back office solution. The other reason is you're 
seeing growth because maybe you've worked with Brent at Wagento and they've built you an amazing website that is just attracting all of these views and new customers and you're just being overloaded on the back end. And so before you start creating those bad experiences and getting those bad reviews, that's when you need to start looking for a back office solution. And some things to consider when you actually start evaluating them is what is, besides the product, if it's going to meet your requirements, there are other things to consider like implementation. Who is implementing the solution? What is the cost of implementation? And how much time is it going to take for that person or that team to implement? If you're looking at a small solution like a QuickBooks or a Cellbrite or something, those are cheap. They usually make the customers or the merchants build it themselves, the DIY model. If you swing back to the other end, the traditional ERPs, they usually rely on a VAR, a value-added reseller. It's a third-party company that only specializes in implementing solution A into uh, or for their customers. The downside to that is they probably aren't too concerned about the rest of your environment. They're pretty much just siloed. I only do implementations. They might not even know too much about e-commerce in general. So where Bright Pearl fits in there is we do our own implementation. We have an implementation consultant that we give you before you even sign a contract with us. We work with your agency and other integrations that need to happen. And that makes it much easier. And there's one person that is responsible to train and onboard you instead of shipping you off to a third party to do that. The cost is a big one. Bright Pearl has a flat cost for all implementation and it includes, and that that's really important to us. And we scope out the implementation, meaning the building, the configuring of the solution. Both parties agree to that before we move forward. Sometimes traditional ERPs or third-party VARs will estimate what the implementation will be, and then as time goes on, they find ways to bill you, they find more hours, things took longer, so your implementation costs now start going. And then that falls into time, which is the third piece, and time is what is the worst part about implementation of a traditional ERP. They can take 6 to 12 months to implement. We did a a study that said 55 to 75% of traditional ERPs just never launch. Either they went past their launch date or they just, they're, they stalled. Um, Bright Pearl is about 90% uh, implementation rate. So nine out of 10 are successful. And our average implementation time is 120 days. So about four months. You got it. I was going to ask you those, all those. You got everything on. I didn't have to even ask you a question. The only thing I, I would send, I give you a little pushback on. I think that the average time to implement a larger ERP is more like eighteen months, and that a lot of merchants should plan around that. If they're if they have a giant warehouse, they have multiple channels, and they need something like Sage, six to eighteen months, depending on the complexity of it, would be a good way. So one hundred and twenty days is fantastic. Typically, it's one hundred and twenty days to get a new website launched as well. So. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces in there that you've explained, and I that's that I really appreciate all that feedback. The um, we don't have a lot of time to get into features, and I will put all your your contact information in the show notes for the episode. If if you had a nugget to tell a merchant 
going into Black Friday, what would you tell them at this point of the year? <laughs> oh, gosh. First, I, I would say that don't worry about what you're hearing in around the world, what's going on in the world. The uh, We're still expected to grow. The peak season is still expected to grow 13%. So if you're feeling stressed or you're tightening your belt, be prepared that you're still going to see a lot of orders and revenue come in in this time of the year and get excited for that. And hopefully you've got a solution where you can, once you get through that time, look at the data, some tool that you can pull data from, analytics, what went well, what didn't go well, what products sold, what products didn't sell. All of that data is so useful to make business decisions for your future. So yeah, so that's what I would say. Yeah, and I will give you, I'm going to give you one too. It's never too late to start planning for your ERP or your Bright Pearl implementation. Uh, it's yes. probably too late right now for Black Friday, but it's certainly never too late to start your planning to get it going. And after the busy season is a great time to start doing your implementation. In fact, any time is a good time to start doing it when you have some time to start. How's that? Exactly. I like that. Well put, Brent. Thanks. So as we close out, Allie, I give the guests an opportunity to do a shameless plug about anything they would like to plug. What would you like to plug today? Oh, gosh. I guess I have to just plug Bright Pearl and Inventory Planner. Um, and if an ERP is too much right now, Inventory Planner is much cheaper and will actually get you through your big seasons. All it does is pull in sales order data and it tells you what you need to buy and when. And then we have a great benchmarking tool that's called Bright Pearl Analytics. And what it actually does is take all your marketing spend and it categorizes it. And then it tells you how much revenue came from those marketing efforts. So if you spend a lot of money on influencer marketing, but it didn't actually bring you any sales, then that's data that you can take to an agency like Magento and say, help me, <laughs> I'm spending my marketing dollars wrong. Give me a new strategy. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just <laughs> want to go back to that that number you gave earlier, the 13% growth. I know that was something else that was brought up in our in the conference we were at mm -hmm. last week, that even though it seems like some things have slowed down, I think things are just back to normal for e-commerce and we're mm -hmm. still seeing growth and 13% is still strong growth. And that's above, that's across the board, right? That's an average. So some merchants are going to experience double digit, triple digit growth in this next, in this next holiday season. So again, I'm just going to say that it's so important to plan that back off a solution, no matter what you pick makes your life as a merchant so much easier. You don't have to try to customize e-commerce. You don't have to fit together a bunch of different pieces that don't, you don't may or may not understand. It does everything. And once you have it all in that one place, something like Bright Pearl would help you to organize all those pieces of that puzzle after that sale has been made. And sometimes helping you before the sale in the terms of planning to make sure that your customer's always getting that product when you get it and you don't Go on your vacation without the thing you need. So, anyways, I didn't. I don't want to. I don't want to take your job, but I think that <laughs> what you're doing is awesome and it's so important. And I don't know how we can get the message out there that some of the, these peripheral systems that customers always aren't looking at as a merchant, 
they need to start looking at them. And I appreciate that we've been the Bright Pearl partner for a long time and that it's always been a, a solution that fits into a lot of merchants' budgets that, to help them get there where something like a whatever Oracle something is going to cost a hundred grand or 200 grand. Allie, thanks so much for being here today. Allie, uh, Allie Kern is the U.S. partner manager for Bright Pearl and inventory planning by Sage. Inventory planner by Sage. Thanks, Brent, for having me. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the free joke project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com.